analytics departments now, so the da there's data, then there's the analytics. Analytics departments now are saying that 400 hitter, that Tony Gwynn hitter hitting 397 with nine bombs, X doubles, runs the way he does, is not worth as much as this guy. Tony Gwynn was known for the 5.5 hole. Today, we just move a guy in the 5.5 hole. If you want everybody to be the three hole guy, the reason he's in the three hole is because he helps his team produce more runs than everybody else. Is everybody thinks there's a data analyst guy sitting there with Bryce Harper or JD Martinez saying, nope, 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 Our launch angle's just off, gotta adjust that. I also you think you're just asking, you're asking what happened to 400 like it was like, like, <laughs> like it was before it was popping all over the place and now it's not anymore. <laughs> it's Fellas, 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 welcome back to the Farm System Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha. And I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at the Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we're here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going. We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Baseball Cloud, professional data for amateur players. Baseball Cloud allows players from all over the country to consolidate data from their performance into a centralized location. This allows players, coaches, scouts to effectively track, compare, and view the players' results through the use of graphs and a multitude of other visual analysis tools within seconds. Learn more about their software at BaseballCloud.com and follow them on social media at BaseballCloudUS. If you haven't yet, make sure to check out the online marketplace of resources we put together at the system.farm. We have a multitude of different sections including drill videos, practice plans, discount codes, job listings, unsigned players, and so much more. Our premium membership gives you full access to travel ball rankings, player rankings, chat boards, as well as other features that we'll be releasing in the coming months. Make sure you become a member at the system.farm. That's the system.farm. On this episode, we feature part two of the roundtable talk from Bridge the Gap 2019. Don't leave that dugout. We got Bo and Joe coming up next on the Farm System. Right here, right now. Do we have any questions from anybody? Any topics? What do you got? 400. Anybody know what I'm no. When? When is the next guy going to hit 400? When and how many? Since technology is making us I, better hitters. Well, the, the, I think the, 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 the pitchers, I don't think the, pitchers I think are, the, the percentage are going down. <laughs> now, let me, let me give you this argument. Can I, yeah. can I go in first? Here's my theory, okay? Uh, I've, used, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this. I think the 400 kind of concept is going down. And when everybody talks about... Uh, technology making you better. It's about right now, because coming from the world I came in, it's how these clubs value you. Goes back to, so I heard somebody say, Tony Gwynn, would, Tony Gwynn would, would roll over in his grave if he heard what was going on today. No, he would not. Tony Gwynn would still be Tony Gwynn. King of what's Italy. happening is, what's, and this is, this is the truth, and I don't think nobody talks about this enough, about this whole launch angle thing, or you know, hitting a ball hard. It's Analytics departments now, so the da there's data, then there's the analytics. Analytics departments now are saying that 400 hitter, that Tony Gwynn hitter hitting 397 with nine bombs, X doubles, runs the way he does, is not worth as much as this guy. 
So if you're a player and you're training and you're, and you're becoming a robot you're tra- and you're a guy that wakes up every two weeks, you get that check in your mail because people forget that these guys are, 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 are workers. They're working. Every two weeks, these guys open up their check and they see $972,000 after taxes. Then the next one says $272,000 after taxes. Next one says another one. But then they're saying this guy with this data is getting paid X, Y, Z. So when you're seeing this revolution, it's because the analytics are showing that it's not worth getting paid a certain amount. That's all that's happening. It doesn't mean that if somebody wants to be a 400 hitter and, be, and just be data driven and, and use the data and all that stuff, do I think it's possible? 100%. But I just, there's no reason they're not incentivized anymore because there's teams, look at who they're paying now. Last year I saw something that said 27 out of the last 30 World Series winning teams had a higher ranked regular season offense than the losing team. If you, the ultimate, like, if you're explaining the game of baseball to a two, like a two year old, simple as possible, whoever scores more runs runs. is going to win every single time. Like, we're seeing more runs scored than we ever have in the history of the game. Context of batting average is, for me, irrelevant because it's not giving us what, what if a guy, what, what would you do as a coach? If you had a kid over the weekend, last two weekends, and he is just pissing on baseballs all over the field, but he's batting zero because he hit it right at people. Are you going to tell him keep doing what he's doing or he's got to change stuff even though he's hitting the ball really hard right at people? Then you have another guy who is like hitting 430 for the first two weeks of the season, but it's dink, dunk, ground ball with eyes, gork, like nothing of quality. Like batting average is a very misunderstood statistic and you need to look deeper to truly understand what's being created. And ultimately, we want to see guys create the most amount of hard hit balls that don't land in the infield, right? That doesn't mean straight up, right? Context, just line drives to the outfield. Whoever does that more than everybody else hitting the ball hard in the air is going to ultimately win and create the best results during the course of the season. As far as the batting average goes, Ozzie Smith, right, is arguably the greatest defensive player in the history of the game base. Defensive war is like off the charts, Hall of Famer. His career batting average, not very good, but there were seasons in Ozzie Smith's career that in 600 at-bats, he struck out 18 times. 18 times in 600 at-bats, but he wasn't a good hitter. What if he was willing to actually try to create a better result and he struck out 125 times a year, still hit 260, but added 15 home runs a year and 15 doubles to his career? Like, he's a very different-looking Hall of Famer over the course of 20 years with those results. Like, what if he hit 240, but he did that? Is he worse because he hit 240, or is he better because he actually struck out 125 times and hit for a lower batting average? Like, he was more productive. He helped his team score more runs. At the same time, I also do think that there are a lot of people trying to create launch angle the wrong way, very misunderstood, and not creating optimal results because they're looking at data the wrong way. I think also kind of the other half of that argument is the hitters are getting better, but so are the, the pitchers. Pitching and is I think ridiculous. pitching is way ahead of hitters. Way ahead. And uh, defense is getting better. I was shifting on guys. More <laughs> but I, I just field. don't think that they're motivated to even try to do it. Yeah, if there was no shift, what would some of the batting averages be? Correct. If you look at a guy that's hitting like 250 right now, 
But you look at his like they're all hit. He has thirty balls that are all hits. Ten years ago, like that his whole he's he's bat. I mean, twenty five hits, twenty five week season. That's fifty points on the batting average. That guy would hit three ten. From the data being increased on being used uh, increasingly being used on that side of the mm -hmm. the plate as well. So I think one of the most important things to look at too, like with batting average. I mean, like Bleak said, the name of the game is score runs. Batting average has a really low correlation to scoring runs. As far as like over, and that's a fact. Of, yeah, it's a fact. Over a course of a year, of a course of a season or careers, you know, because also batting average has a lot to do with. It has so many different variables. The, you know, who the, who are the defenders, the pitchers? I mean, it's two so outs, nobody on, on. two so count. I'm gonna going give them on. a fast whereas, like, whereas OPS has probably the highest correlation. It's probably more advanced stuff now, but OPS as one of the more traditional stats, have a much higher correlation to scoring runs than batting average. So, and the OPS has, what, on base and slugging. So, the number one thing to score runs, you have to get on base. Uh, and you can walk, which has nothing to do with batting average, to get on base. And then the other thing is hitting, driving the ball out the, pa- out the ballpark to score runs, and it has nothing to do with the defenders. So, that's why batting average has become a, a thing of the past where – a guy can, you know, have an empty batting average where he hits 350, but his on-base percentage might be 370, mm-hmm. you know, because he's not getting on base as much as a guy that's hits. You have guys that hit 250 and has a 400 on-base percentage. Mm-hmm. So that guy's more valuable than the guy that hits 350 with a 370 on-base percentage. There's a kid out of Riverside a couple of years ago. In double A, the dude hit 357 with like a 460 OBP. No extra base hits. Right, like limited. Like I'm talking, like there's one home run and like five doubles or something crazy like that. 357 in Double A. They did an article on him that he was uh, he had the best eye in all of minor league baseball. Swung at the least amount of pitches out of the strike zone. Okay, uh, controlled the zone better than anybody. Uh, scored a limited amount of runs because he wasn't fast enough to go first to home on a ball in the gap. Didn't steal a whole lot of bases because of that. And he was stuck in a system with guy. He was an outfielder. Right, and he didn't run a six, six four, six five. Like he never sniffed a major league baseball field, and he was never going to. Like, and he hit three fifty seven in Double A, and was still an all star. Like it, you know. Since, since like I'm pretty known to like stir the pot, I got a hot take on on the pitching being ahead of hitting. This is my take on that hitting. Okay, if you had a guy get on mound. I'm a hitting guy. Coming from a hitting guy, I'm a little biased. But if you, it just happened the other day. You throw a guy on the mound that throws. 65 miles an hour, no off-speed pitches, nothing, throws it down the middle, hitters are still going to get themselves out 50% of the time, right? Like hitting in the sense, I think why, yes, it may be behind, but I also think it's much more complex to study, right? And figure out what the truth really is. And because of that, right, because of the complexity of understanding, like it's an open skill comparing to a closed skill, right? We've always known that in every skill acquisition that's been studied, what do they always study? Closed skill, why? Much easier to study. Much easier to come to a real correlation of why something happened. Hitting, it's an open skill, right? And because of that, and it's very dynamic, how balls are entering the zone, all these other, you know, again, defenders, all these other things, right? You come to all these things where it's like there isn't a definite truth, right? So then what happens is why is hitting, uh, hitting Twitter much more aggressive than pitching Twitter? Because there's no truth. There's this. no truth. Guys are just arguing with each other because we don't have a real fact. Like no one can say 100% true. I think pitching this is Twitter it. is pretty like, – Pretty lot of arguing too, don't you? Think? <laughs> it's, it's, it's I, I not agree. quite as bad. But not, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So my my take with that is like 
yes, like it's behind, but I, I think what people correlate that with is just like, oh, like hitting guys are like idiots, I guess I would say in that way. It's just like, no, like hitting guys have been like, are just as progressive, right? It's just because it's so hard to dynamically study, right? And it's because there's so many variables that are on a constant basis thrown within it. It's a very hard thing to be like a close skill will always be studied and very uh, a lot easier to be progressive than it is with an uh, open skill at all costs. If you're ever comparing those two, the close skills and people are going to get much better at that quicker because it's a close skill. It's a lot easier to study and come to truths and help guys. I love hearing movement guys. You guys are all fascinating. But then also it's all it's like we're hitting. It's a lot of to decide if a guy is actually like a valuable hitter. It's a lot of different ways you can decide that. Well, yeah. Like, a pitcher, yeah. I mean, if a guy throws a hundred, he's <laughs> which I mean, yeah. It don't matter if he has another pitch. He can but he doesn't have to throw a hundred, though. But I'm saying, I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. He throws a hundred, yeah. Labeling. Something. I mean, so like yeah. the race to throw a hundred, like if yeah. a guy can throw a hundred, he's gonna get a lot of guys out yeah. just by throwing fastballs right down yeah. the middle. Or if a guy has, if a, he can stay healthy enough to yeah, actually stay pitch during the healthy. season and throw a strike, a hundred catches your attention, key. right? Yeah. It catches your attention, attention, and you have it's like. Okay, if the the, the data says like if a guy throws a hundred, <laughs> he's gonna get out. Yeah, you know, yeah. or if he has this legit breaking ball, yeah, he's gonna get out with it. He could throw it every time, and guys are gonna get out. Yeah, uh, you know enough to where he's valuable to the team. And you can see that right with like Twitter. Like when we post when we post a pitcher throwing ninety one, we get. 90 million responses. We, th- we show a hitter hitting 110. Everybody wants context and wants to ask a million questions. Right. I'm like, you just offered our other guy. You didn't ask any questions. You just right. wanted to sign him. Right. But like hitters is much more, again, like with that, like it's easier. That's, that's all I was saying. Like with that, it's like, it's so hard on that side of things. And then right. it's also mostly- it's the environment that like the, going off exactly what you said, it's the environment that's being provided to of what is actually good because yes, velocity is good, but on the same token, we have a high school kid that had the lowest ERA in Orange County and struck out like 97 guys in how many innings? Like, yeah, like ridiculous amount. He's 82, 83, right? And how many, how many, how many offers? None, right? So, and you know, it's the every next level. There's a new high thing. Kid, there's a new said. bot. High school kid. And he's going to, I mean, he'll throw 84, 85, but he's a smaller kid, right? So it's going to take a little bit more time for him. But even still with that, the pitchability of a guy like that, like, come on. Except that what if that kid, when he gets up to, when he gets up to college at 84, 85, becomes hittable. So then all of a sudden now. Hittable is relative also on your ability to command the baseball, spin the breaking ball, and understand how to pitch to guys and read their deficiencies, which he does extremely well. Right. Like there's definitely velocities that'll play more, but you could also say, uh, what about the outfielder that goes into a big league baseball game, hasn't pitched, throw like, if, and and he strikes out three guys. And what about if you're in a CIF championship game, you might have a guy throwing 91, but you're facing a team that destroys velocity. You throw the sophomore lefty that sits 82, and he goes six CG shutout innings. You know, like it's. I mean, that happens a lot also. So while velocity is, velocity is absolutely important, all of these numbers are important, but everything just needs better context. Right. So, oh. 400. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is it so much easier to hit home runs today than, and you're saying getting 400, getting on base, and you talked about having guys on base instead of solo home runs. How do those guys get on base? Well, hitting, hitting, why is it so hitting is literally hard so hard. Singles, 
well, doubles too, yeah. Because I mean, the thing is, like, how many guys have ever hit 400 in Major League Baseball prior to that? And when they did it, guys were not throwing as consistently high velocity, like hitting was harder than it's ever been. Spray charts, shifts that you hit. They put you where where you hit it. Tony Gwynn was known for the 5.5 hole. Today, we just move a guy in the 5.5 hole. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then now he's got to be a different hitter. Could he do it? Maybe. Like with the shifts, he's probably yeah, not hitting. Technology and stuff. You're using it for pitching. You're using it for hitting. Yeah. Why can't you find it? Why are you so? Well, you couldn't find it. It's not like you could find it before. Maybe we just haven't found it yet. <laughs> That's it. Well, maybe we don't even want to create a four. Like maybe maybe the 400 hitter. Well, the, they were always trying to launch every pitch. They never tried to get a single or a double. Well, uh, well, the thing comes down to a four. The 400 hitter. Sure, like I'll take the 400 hitter if he's hitting home runs, too. Like if that's part of his 400, like if he's Why hitting you four. Your mentality. You're talking about the, the, the major leagues, the old school guys well, not changing, but you guys are pushing a new philosophy, and little by little you're going to different teams and being able to enter into the major league stuff with this new technology. Well, that's also that goes against what they were preaching before. I would say contextually, it's also making the assumption that we want everybody to try to hit a home run every time. I, yeah. I still like we don't we don't believe in that here. Like I'm not trying to get every guy to hit a home run every time. We want. I mean, a lot of times, like if you're a lot of sw- the swings like a pendulum, right? So if it's going to happen in a pendulum and it's in a north-south direction, if I'm late, it's a ground ball. If I'm on time, it's a good line drive. Sometimes if I'm out front, it's a home run or a double. So it's more about getting guys to consistently barrel up the baseball on a line to the outfield. And some guys hit more home runs than others. But on the same token, there are guys that do need to think to get it up higher to create that result. It just depends on who the – like one of the problems with the game is how people – lump everyone that does something into a category like just because we have launch monitors here we have equipment doesn't mean that we're trying to get every guy to hit a home run every swing we're absolutely or not 100 percent. we are not doing that you know but some people are anybody else is it just seems like launch angle and, and all the teams are trying to get long ball and, you know, it's not really long and, ball. It's it's not long ball, and I'm gonna tell you, it's the answer is exactly what I said earlier. There's I, that, that's there's no other answer needed. They went back with data, used mm-hmm. analytics, and looked and saw that the guy that hit 400 or to hit 400, it's valuable if you're hitting 400 with 40 or 400 with 30. But uh, again, to hit 400 historically, I don't. I mean, it's it's very rare. It's just not as valuable. Maybe you will. This, this is this is. I think that maybe who said because like ten guys years. have ever done it in the entire history of the game. They, they've been doing it for five. Maybe years. five. You just make adjustments. Use your brain. Yeah, maybe they will. Don't have the coaches tell you what to do every time. Have the coach ask, "What did you do? Yeah. What do you think you did? I think they're doing okay, that. Let's analyze it. Let's look at it. The good ones Get are doing that. Opinion. Start getting them to use their brain. They're the one that's up, right? Hundred percent. We do that all the time. We're doing that every day with athletes. I'm just saying. That's another part. I, I, th- I think the, the general statement of hitting. That's just. That's another part of the hitting lesson. On your team, hitting 400. And how many home runs? If a big league team, how many home runs? Decided to pay someone 400 million dollars to hit 400, I would so try to figure out. So now you're not saying produce a 400. You're saying fucking produce three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Then if you can figure that out, I want to hang out with you. How many has it been in the history of baseball? Was it four? Yeah, so but I, th- I think that you got to have a little bit of a uh, little bit of feel for some data. It's, it's been data for five years. There's only been a few. I'd love your love the challenge, but I think at the end of the day, it's proven. 
These guys are doing what gets them paid. Okay, and what they're paying of what wins games. This is not our opinion. It's not your opinion. It's not my opinion. It's not their opinion. It's a fact. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. If 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 Maya had balls, she'd be my uncle, but she's not. Well, no, but yeah, but this this is well. See, but this is the problem. This is the problem. Okay, guys are hitting between ten and fifteen degrees. It doesn't make sense. In the big leagues, you're not getting paid. And ten to fifteen degrees in launch angle in the bigs is over seven hundred. Is the batting average seven hundred? Yeah. Now, when I start hitting doubles and home runs, it's called hang time. I got I got the beast in center field. That this might be a double, or he could catch the ball, right? If that ball flies, why it's always a single? If I hit a line drive and it lands, most likely that lands because I don't have a lot of hang time in the air and there's not a chance for somebody to catch it, right? If, so when we say that, oh, well, then we just add a couple doubles. No, guys start catching the ball. They start shifting. They start putting a guy in the gap. They start doing all these other things. So the, the longer the ball is in the air, that's why they measure hang time, right? The longer the ball is in the air, that's why the spin matters. If a guy puts a whole bunch of spin on a baseball, that makes the ball hang in the air longer. Those balls, guys run underneath that ball. It might go the same exact distance as somebody else. But if the ball's in the air, we used to play a game, uh, we used to do it in BP too. Guys would hit a ball. If it's in the air longer than four seconds, you're out. I don't care where it is, unless it gets over the wall. If it's, if it's over the wall, we're good. If it, if it lands before then, you're out. I thought of a good way to explain. Would you say that you want every guy he to be, would you, would, you say that, would you say that it would be good if you I wanted want every coach. guy to be a three hole hitter? Like every guy to be as good, like that's what every guy would want for themselves. That's, a, that's the best hitter on the team. That's the best hitter on the team. If you want everybody to be the three hole guy, the reason he's in the three hole is because he helps his team produce more runs than everybody else. Like you have to be able to put yourself in scoring position with one swing. You have to be able to drive a guy in from first or put yourself in scoring position. If you can, uh, you know, get a hit and steal second, right? Like then there's value to that. But if you can get a hit, steal second and also hit 25 jacks and 30 doubles, like you're a lot more valuable. So I think hitting is really hard. And I think ultimately it's about creating optimal results that people are going to uh, value. Like it has to create runs. Like, and there's a very traditional mindset of a batting average. But if you ask the kid growing up in today's world, 20 years from now, he's gonna tell you who gives a shit about batting average. I don't even give a shit. I don't care if I hit 400, who gives a shit about that? That might be retarded to ever think about because I hit 35 home runs and I drove in 130 RBIs and I got paid $400 million to do it and I'm one of the greatest hitters in the game right now. So it's about context. What we valued in the past does not necessarily make it valuable. That's, that's, that's exactly what Epstein said, but differently. It's important because we can measure it Right, but not necessarily uh, measuring it because it's important. You know what I mean? But but then the thing is, you talk. Everybody talks about, and I don't agree with this to the formal extent as probably you guys do. They talk about pitching is ahead of hitting. Who who defines that? There's more guys. That's all you hear about is the ball being juiced and more guys hitting home runs than ever before, and they're paying guys on more home runs than ever before. So everybody says, who 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 said that on Twitter? That pitching is ahead of hitting? Why, why are they complaining about so many home runs being hit? Well, and why are they coming out saying we're paying guys hitting home runs? That's why. I mean, we can talk about all this nonsense all you want. You talk to a major league hitter, they want to know what gets them paid. Striking out guys, throwing hard, gets them paid. Hitting home runs, gets them paid. It's a f***ing fact. So, you, you're, you're, who was the last guy that got a $200 million check for hitting 400? <laughs> Let me know when you find that guy. Yeah, I bet you the next guy that hits 400 is not making 200 million bucks. Not making the money these guys are making now. They're not getting paid. You talk, ever talk to a big leaguer? Ever talk to him? Say what? Truly, what's really the most important thing to you?
of that goddamn check. That check in that pocket. Okay, well, what gets you paid? Nobody, they're, they're evaluating. They're sitting back looking at it saying, 400 is not getting paid anymore. Cross the list. But hitting 30 gets me this. Okay, throwing 100 gets me this. You guys, we so all work for a living, man. Yeah. We Absolutely. all work for a living. And these guys are human beings. Don't, don't discount that. They're not robots. They're human beings. You guys are all human beings. I also you think make, you're just asking, you're asking what happened to 400 like it was like, like, <laughs> like it was before every day. it was popping all over the place and now it's not anymore. It's like, <laughs> I think there's like three, three, three or guys four guys that, that done yeah. it in the history of the game. So like, I mean, why, why now with, 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 with the advent of better hitting and, and more advanced pitching concepts, the game still doesn't the mean pitcher hitter is still that, that is still the same as it was over here. There's just, I don't, I'm just curious as why 400, why well, because it's a number that everybody recognizes. No, everybody that they used to recognize. How many games have you lost because somebody couldn't get a single? Yeah, but not four hundred, not batting four hundred, getting still, a single and not batting so four hundred. So that that context is no, that context is important. Exactly what you just said is important. There are guys that aren't getting. Yes. To try to get a different concept, though. You don't think you don't think that's a different concept? Totally agree. There, no, you're right. No, you're right. That that concept is correct, but that has nothing to do with hitting 400. That concept is correct. I do 100%. I agree. There, I 100% agree that there are definitely like teams, players, coaches, situations where guys don't know how to compete in at bats to create a result that's going to keep moving things along to give themselves a chance to win games because they're trying to create a result and actually producing worse results because of it. it I, I I would agree with that, but that's not hitting 400. But don't, but don't mis misunderstand that too to say that there's not pitchers out there trying to throw 100, having no idea where they're where they're yes. throwing. Yes, hundred percent. It's all it's all the same thing. I also think it's it's overblown. In, in the big leagues, I guarantee it's probably like 20% of players give a shit about their launch angle. It's like the Astros, <clears throat> J.D. Davis, a couple other guys, and then nobody else cares. I'm telling you, they don't care about launch angle. and they don't even know they about care, it. Yeah. Like, they care about production. That's yeah. it. Well, but that, I, think, like, I think a lot of people think – this is what I've heard along my journey – is everybody thinks there's a data analyst guy sitting there with Bryce Harper or J.D. Martinez saying, nope. Nope, nope, launch angle's just off, gotta adjust that. Yeah. No, they just went back and said, the numbers of guys that when they hit the ball like this, this is what happened. That's what an analytics department is doing. Don't misunderstand this, this concept that there's data analytical nerds teaching guys how to hit it. The data guy has not talked to Bryce Harper one time in the Phillies. I can promise you. They're just sitting back and saying, oh, his launch angle's down, his swing and miss rate's up, his this and that's there. That's all that's happening. They're not sitting there, ah, Bryce, go up three degrees, buddy. You'll be fine. And, and there and, is and no that, such that's thing. That's the result, too. That's Correct. like a result. That's the end result. Like these guys are talking about developments prior to that. Like the result is just, that's more of a value thing. Okay? Like, okay, I'm looking to get value off this player. Look, over time. You know, five years. I mean, this stuff is really just being captured anyway. So, like, it's okay. Now, let me look at this guy from five year standpoint. Like, can we get a guy that that's undervalued? That's that's the launch angle and exit velo type of thing. The before is the development. You know, like, how can we get this guy to to get to these optimal numbers? And it's not like you can go out there. Hey, you need a, a twenty five launch. 
you know, launch angle. Like, well, he's gonna look at you like, okay, how do I, how the hell do I get that? Yeah. You know. So the the players, they're not thinking about. Yeah. I need to get this specific launch angle. They're but thinking the re- about. I need to have a better swing, and and me having a better swing is going to produce these results. Get better results. And this is part of the problem, though. It's like because people out there literally have the like say the same things have the same questions part of that is a problem with context like you have announcers that will say that guy has a launch angle swing and they say (laughs) stupid shit there's no such thing as a launch angle swing every ball that's ever been hit in the history of the game has a launch angle if you teach people to always hit ground balls to second base that has a launch angle you're a launch angle coach like if if you are every bunt has a launch angle so there's no such thing as a launch angle swing and when people don't have full context to all the information around the game that's where you get like scared coaches and that's where you get old school not agreeing and that's where you get uh, all of these different environments. And that comes down to honestly like information and education. Like there is not, there's no school for coaches, right? There, there's no, there never has been. When, when guys go into coaching, it's always uh, what they did, what they felt, what they heard and that's it. But if you ask 10 different guys, they have 10 different answers for those things. And there's never been an environment for actual, like legitimate growth education. Who gets, who got hired as the, as the pro ball coach 10 years ago? It was the guy who was a great communicator, good clubhouse guy. Uh, They knew he would uh, play until you ripped the Jersey off his back and he'd appreciate it. And he got a job for $20,000 a year to be the hitting coach. Like, but he has no experience, he has no knowledge of motor learning, uh, skill acquisition, physiology, anatomy. There's no background of contextual information for him to actually do his freaking job. And then when you have this perfect storm of like, here's the information, here's the technology, five year span, boom, and there's nothing else. That's why there's so much like discontent, disagreement, like all these issues that we see. But the best big league coaches right now are the guys who have that old school experience and now they're using this data and they're yes. going to be geniuses. 100%. Yes. Well, Wes Johnson. That's Everyone that, that knows Wes knew that was going to happen. Wes, Wes yes. yes. So like taking this too, I mean like, oh wait, we got like five or six of our hitters in here. Like, okay, raise your hand if I've talked to you about raising your launch angle or lowering your launch angle or anything about your launch angle since you've been here, right? We measure it. Right, but also with that being said, like I have, we have a hitter, for example, we have a hitter that anytime he's below 15 degrees, he hits freaking rockets. Rubato. Yes, rockets, 95 mile an hour balls, just rockets over and over and over again, right? If all of a sudden I did it as an experiment one day, I'm like, okay, right? Let's try to, I put targets at the top of the cage and let's hit, let's hit these balls, right? Let's, let's hit to these targets and we just measured any, any, just any ball above 15 degrees. I knew his EVs were low, but he starts hitting, hitting balls at targets. His EVs dropped like 20 miles an hour, right? Why? Cause we tie in movement stuff with it. He struggles rotating through side bend. He can't get underneath the ball. He can't launch, he can't create power in that plane. He can't do it. But on rocket, low line drives, rockets, rockets so you can't just tell that guy hey you're hitting the ball hard enough you just hit it in the air it would all be candy land well yeah sure i wish that was the case i mean old school coaches have been getting better results than me for years if that was that easy right this, this particular kid like hit 200 last year in college this year he won the conference batting title and also had some jackson doubles mixed in and what got him to elevate the ball was telling him to go get it more same down thought, down swing, just catching it on the upside out front. Yeah. So like, like just tied in again with that being said with that whole concept is we measure it, right? And I and we have the ability to measure it and do all these other things, but like my hitters don't even we I'll say the word launch angle, but we're never like saying, Hey, today we're training launch angle. <laughs> like 
No, like today we're we're getting we're becoming better hitters, and yeah, maybe your maybe your maybe your launch angle goes down, and maybe your launch angle goes up, and and all these other things. But again, it's a dynamic system, and more the most quiet guy in the room over here, and Mitch has the biggest like piece of that with it is guys like coming in here and moving and us correlating that stuff over. The reason a lot of guys like I can do whatever I want in that room. I can teach him this movement, all that other stuff. If he comes in here and me and Mitch aren't on the same page and Mitch is teaching him all the exact opposite things that I'm trying to get him to do. You don't know how many times I bring guys into here on a daily process to, uh, and, and go come over to Mitch and just say, Hey, like this guy is, uh, uh, and also will on the opposite side for pitching. Cause they usually have the same thing from throwing to pitching. It's movement is movement into the uh, weight room as well. And I'm like, Hey, this guy really sucks at hinging. Right. And then him and going, yeah, his deadlifts are terrible. And then me going over there and going, yeah, he's super quaddy when he throws too as well. Right. And so when we see those guys, it's not like, again, it's not like the guy's not trying to hit doubles or not trying to hit home runs, or he's trying to hit the ball soft in the air, all these other things. Like a lot of times they physically can't do that. They either have a mobility issue, right, or they uh, lack the coordination or the motor control, or uh, or they, they've patterned in something crappy, and it yeah. has nothing to Hard do with their CNS. mobility, but yep. they've forced something into yep. their movement that is no yep. good because of their perception yep. of the swing. Or they, or and another big part is force is also plane specific. So with that being said, maybe the guy is, I have a ton of dudes because I was that guy, okay? Is in a sagittal plane, I could probably lift the house. I'm strong, I got a, you know, I could 500 pound deadlift, right? But there's a guy that, there's Chris Sale over there that could probably barely pick up maybe 200 pounds and he's throwing freaking 98 and I can't touch him, right? So like, there's, there's that other side of with it. And again, that goes into like a lot of the fascia stuff and I'm, you know, <laughs> I wanna open up that box. But um, even with that being said, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that it's not that simple. And that's where we're, we're talking with it is like, the more you dive into how dynamic and like it amazes me on a constant basis of how unbelievable the task is of hitting a ball flying at you at that rate of speed and changing directions and what you're asking the body to be able to And do. how deep all this stuff goes, okay? Like we have all this science and technology now, you can dig deep enough to truly understand why is it like everybody just wants to go to strength because strength is a very, uh, a simple way to view good, right? All big leaguers, like when you hear him say Chris Sale, it's like, oh yeah, well, you don't know Chris Sale because he was 225 pounds. Okay, well, we have a 13-year-old that Chris Sale would beat the crap out of, and uh, a lot of our 15-year-olds would beat the crap out of, and he hits balls 95, and it's a drop three. And we have a 15-year-old that sits 92 to 94 on the mound. Like, you, and you see that stuff, like, not, it's not common, but it's not rare, and he's not physically, like, stronger, right? So what is he doing different? Oh, he's more efficient. He's using the whole system together as one rather than using compensatory patterns and yanking into his back. Like he's using the whole thing. Like if you want to create great results for a guy that's going to last for a long time, like efficiency and movement function over just pushing high weight, it's the same thing. Like yeah. I think everybody's sick and tired of us. <laughs> Any other, other question? question? Do we have another one out there? Anything else? I guess some some people you kind of already hit on it a little bit. Some people are results oriented. Other people are focused on that process. How do you where do you start with hitting and training and how do you kind of blend it all? Depending on like age and movers. So if you take an eleven year old, okay, and he has pushy hands, and you give him a heavy bat and throw him on a velocity machine, you're going to see amazing shit happen. Like you're gonna see the kids start to kick back, angle close, brace better, like all that stuff is gonna happen like naturally. You take a 22 year old pro guy 
that has all these years of hard wire and he's got bushy hands, you give him the heaviest fucking bat you want. That don't mean anything's changing. Like he's gonna push his hands more. He's gonna spin more. Sometimes like if you take a guy and do skater hops, right? Mm -hmm. On swings and he has an issue opening up too much. The more movement you give him forward, the bigger the move, the more he's gonna open up. It just opens up all those compensations. It, you have to get them to understand how to create better movement and what that is. On the flip side, like his son is like five years old, four years old. I got to witness him hitting off of a live ball for the first time. He decels better, stays anchored better, and kicks back better and counter rotates better than 95% of the high school kids that walk in. You go watch a Pony League baseball game and watch the kids that are crushing the baseball. They're staying anchored on their backside. Their pelvis counter rotates. They're kicking back. These are all natural movements that exist. And we are all, the one thing that I can guarantee you, everybody does the same. Remember he said there's no truth. I'll give you some truth right now. Every human being walks opposite arm, opposite leg, same time, guys. Everybody, right? You don't have to think about it. Our first three major movements when we're born are rolling over, crawling, and walking. When my right arm goes forward, my torso rotates this way. When my left leg goes forward, my pelvis counter rotates. Every other sport where we strike an object, whether it's hitting a hockey puck, uh, releasing an object, throwing a bowling ball, doesn't matter what it is, you're gonna see cross-body reciprocal movement because at the base of our spine, we constantly counter rotate in everything that we do. Everything is counter rotation. That is a truth. And young kids, you see it all day long. The older they get, the more, like Altuve talked about how he learned the kickback from Miguel Cabrera, he did. But all he did was wake it up. I bet you if you look at video of him from when he was 11, he did that shit every time. But then he got told not to, so he stopped. And then Miguel Cabrera woke him up and now he does it on every swing and he doesn't ever have to think about it. It's literally a natural thing. So it depends on the person. Man, it's awesome kind of recapping uh, that conversation that happened just a few weeks ago. This call takeaway is brought to you by Yakertech. Yakertech is the gold standard for measuring spin rate, velocity, trajectory, and most important, spin access of a pitch ball. No other system captures such clarity on a moving ball. Learn more about their system at yakertech.com. Also, follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to stay up to date at YT Ball Tracking. That's at YT Ball Tracking. Yeah, Joey, now that you've had the chance to kind of sit back and recap the conversation you were involved in, <laughs> what would you say your biggest call takeaway is? Yeah, I think uh, my call takeaway would kind of be like that comment that I'd, I'd mentioned there is that... Um, I think far too often, you know, it's like measuring uh, when, again, every time we're comparing things of what's ahead, what's behind, what's this, what's that, it's all relative, right? Um, And so being mindful of those things of, you know, if just because uh, certain tasks are much harder to evaluate, right? Or, you know, just because something might take more time and something gets finished sooner or, you know, and not that anything's finished, but you get the idea there, right? That just because those things are happening or just because something was completed quicker or any of those things, we have to take all the context that comes into that and understand uh, the wide variety of uh, variables that we have to take in and all those things that are are coming forward. So um, I think my call, you know, biggest call takeaway would be there is that uh, we have to continue uh, to just be mindful again with how we present things um, and how things come off in the sense of, uh, the complexity of task and things like that. Um, but how about you, Bo? 400. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm just kidding. I think my biggest call takeaway, um, and, you know, obviously seeing this live, um, is to just the integration of the system as a whole, um, and to understand that data is simply 
a result of the way that we're moving. That's really all that it is. So to see the integration and to hear guys, you know, uh, from the data side and the movement side and the way player development's going in the future, I think it's an exciting time and uh, I'm excited to see where the game goes. Absolutely, guys. Well, make sure again, uh, head over to uh, 108pa.com. You guys can get digital access uh, to all of these, not only this uh, roundtable talk, but all the presentations throughout the, the week. We also have on next week, we're going to have on my man, Oster. Um, he had present, presented at Bridge the Gap this year, so we'll go ahead and uh, you guys can check that out as well. Um, you'll have all, a whole 19 presentations that we have on there. And then you guys can have all the takeaways there um, from each presentation. Again, make sure to, um, if there's certain parts of it that you guys love, um, that things that you learned, your takeaways from each one of the videos, go ahead and share those on social media. We'll give you guys some love there as well. But from us and our partners over at Baseball Cloud, until next time, Farm System out.